Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's September 6th, 1522, and another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Ariel, Rebecca, and Ali. The Retrospectors. In 1519, five ships carrying about 250 crewmen had sailed out of Seville on a grand mission to discover a fabled passage through South America to reach the exotic spice islands of modern-day Indonesia. But today in history in 1522, a single ship returned carrying just 18 of them, the tiny handful able to weather storm, starvation, mutiny, scurvy, massacres and shipwreck long enough to survive the first ever circumnavigation of the Earth. And once they got back, the captain, who we should note was not the famous explorer Ferdinand Magellan, we'll get back to this, but Juan Sebastian Elcano, he was aboard the now Victoria, the one ship that limped back in, and he wrote to the king and said, among other things, and better does your majesty know what we must value the most, as we have discovered and sailed around the whole earth. It would be another 60 years until Sir Francis Drake completed the same accomplishment, but the fact that there were so few of them who came back, 18 out of the 250-odd, does tell you something about how this journey was not entirely without incident. Yeah, I mean, it's strange that Magellan has gone down in history as one of the great explorers because he died en route, as you said, and it was a disaster. I mean, if you'd have gone back and said to him in 1519, would you like to do this trip knowing what we know now about what happened? I don't think he'd have gone for it. (laughs) But it started this whole voyage essentially as a business idea. What if, in order to reach the east from Spain or Portugal, we sailed west and went around the globe that way, counterintuitively, could we do it faster to if we headed east? Mm. And if we could, that might mean that whichever country I'm pitching this to, Spain or Portugal, (laughs) we'll get there in a minute, um, would have all the spices to themselves and a bit more empire to themselves. So that was Magellan's pitch that he gave first to the Portuguese king, Manuel I, who wasn't so keen. Yeah, Magellan was Portuguese by birth, but he fell out of favour over this with the Portuguese royal family. So he, like you say, went across and pitched it to Charles I of Spain. And the reason that they were doing this at all was because of a treaty called the Treaty of Tordesillas, where Spain and Portugal basically agreed that Spain could stake a claim to new lands west of the Cape Verde Islands and Portugal lands discovered to the east. Crucially, though, the treaty didn't really say when you had to stop and turn back. They hadn't really nailed what the hemispheres of the world were. This was still kind of in process. So Spain realised if they just kept going west, theoretically anywhere was west of the Cape Verde Islands. (laughs) Uh, So there there had been legends for a long time of a waterway through South America, which was being referred to as El Paso, but nobody had actually found it yet. So Magellan was put in charge of this expedition. There were five ships in the the flagship commanded by Magellan himself was La Trinidad, uh, but that was one of the one of the four that didn't make it back to Seville. Yeah, the agreement that they reached with King Charles or Carlos was astonishing. I mean, the, the amount of stuff that they made him sign over and that he willingly signed over included things like monopoly of the discovered route for a period of 10 years, their appointment as governors of the lands and islands that they found with 5% of the resulting net gains inheritable by their partners or heirs, 
a fifth of the gains from the expedition and so on. They just had this huge payday waiting for them when they came back, which must have been part of the thing that made such an evidently dangerous journey seem like a good idea. I mean, keep in mind, he was going quite literally off the map. When they passed through the other side of what is now South America, they just had no idea what they were going to find there. Yeah, so they were going to the Malaku Islands, as they're now called in Indonesia, the Malaccas, they called them, this kind of home to great spices, to work out, are they in the Castilian, the Spanish half of the globe, or are they in the Portuguese half of the globe? Let's claim it for whoever gave us the money. They had the money from Charles. So by the time he left... Magellan had the clear brief of claiming the Moluccas for Spain. But, as you said, he was Portuguese. His crew was partly Spanish, partly Portuguese, but also Italian, German, Greek, French and English. Yeah, there were tensions from the start because specifically of Magellan's nationality. The captains under him were mostly Castilian Spanish. Uh, They criticised his choice of route. He wanted to sail down the coast of Africa and then cross the Atlantic, which they disliked. The seas were rough. St Elmo's fire was seen during the crossing, which is a bad omen for sailors. One captain had to be put under basically ship arrest for trying to start an uprising. There was an unfortunate sodomy incident, which caused caused a lot of upset among the crew. Uh, And so when they finally did make it to Rio de Janeiro, having crossed the ocean, things were getting pretty tense. And it didn't help that they had been supplied with two years' worth of supplies, which is a very generous way to describe a hole that was almost entirely filled with hardtack and wine. Yeah, Yeah, hardtack is just a really tasteless, salty, hard biscuit that in the pros column lasts for a long time, but in the cons column (laughs) tastes like absolute Um, And wine, well, we know what that does. Uh, But one of the things that it almost certainly did was help inspire the first mutiny, which actually uh, Magellan had discovered when he got correspondence at their first stop-off in Tenerife in the Canary Islands. This secret message from his father-in-law, Diogo Barbosa, that was warning him about the fact that some of the Castilian captains were planning to mutiny against him. They were, as you said, Rebecca, pretty pissed off about the fact that he had taken this route along the south of Africa, but he was doing that for a very specific reason, which was that the king of Portugal, who himself was pretty disgruntled by the fact that Magellan was off doing this mission, had sent two fleets of caravels to arrest him. And so he was like, I'll just take this unusual route to get to my destination to throw him off course. At one point, the mutineers aimed the cannons of one of the ships, the San Antonio, at the Trinidad, which Magellan was commanding. He did manage to wrest back control. The ringleaders were executed. Most of the others were put in chains and put to hard labour. Shortly afterwards, the Santiago, another one of the ships, was wrecked in a storm. So they were now one ship down. It wasn't until October they came across what would become the Strait of Magellan, although he named it the Strait of All the Saints. This is a waterway that runs across Chile. It's very narrow in places, which made it perfectly navigable for indigenous canoes who'd been going up and down there for centuries, but very sticky for a large ship of this kind and subject to unpredictable currents. And very cold. And that only fostered the ongoing scepticism among the many sailors towards their leader who had some doubts about him in the first place, coupled with rumours regarding the many more perils that lay ahead of their journey. There was just a feeling at this time, at least among some people, that it might not be a bad idea to turn around and go home. And actually, one of the ships, the San Antonio, actually did 
manage to compel their captain to abandon ship and that prompted the vessel to abruptly about face and flee back across the Atlantic Ocean homebound for Spain in that direction. So now you have just three out of the original five ships remaining in Magellan's fleet and they emerged out into the Pacific Ocean. And then what could go wrong? Because they calculated in advance that it would only take three days to cross the Pacific. No problems there. Uh, In fact, it took more than three months to do that. And the reason that they'd miscalculated so dramatically was because they'd been using like ancient Greek geography from 14 centuries earlier, which had overestimated the breadth of Southeast Asia. And then when mapmakers had tried to transliterate these ideas from 2D maps onto 3D globes, which is what Magellan had been doing, because, hey, technology, everyone. This is kind of like the equivalent of someone now doing the first ever circumnavigation of the globe in a self-driving car. Do you know what I mean? Like, then, this was cutting-edge technology. I'm going to use a globe (laughs) to work out how long it would take. But the map makers, the cartographers, had sort of squeezed the Pacific Ocean down. So it looked a lot smaller than it actually was. He thought, Magellan, that the space between Portugal and China sailing westwards was 130 degrees. The actual distance was 230 degrees. He had no idea Mm. that he was about to enter an ocean that covered nearly half of the Earth's total water surface. Then they got to Guam. I think it didn't go great. They did manage to resupply, but it didn't take them long, as you might not be surprised to learn, to fall out with the natives. Magellan led an expedition to burn down dozens of houses, and then they had to leave there pretty quickly. They then arrived in the Philippines, where at first all seemed good. The captains were warmly received by the local Rajas, and they were treated as welcome guests. Yeah, Magellan himself was seized by a sudden surge of religious fervour and tried to bring the locals into the fold of Christianity. But as he was nearing his goal of reaching the Spice Island, You know, he's getting really close now. This unexpected opportunity emerged when the inhabitants of the island of Cebu sought his assistance for their battle with uh, their rivals on Mactan Island. And Magellan decided that he was going to help them, basically driven by the belief that his advanced European weaponry would ensure a really swift victory. And didn't count on the fact that the Mactanese fought really fiercely, which led to his death as he was hit by a poisoned arrow on April 27th in 1521. Command now fell to Jal Lopez de Cavallo, whose first order was, let's go. <laughs> they abandoned the most rickety of the three ships, the Concepcion, as they didn't have enough crew left now to man three ships. So La Victoria and La Trinidad rushed away as quickly as possible, and they did then make it to the Moluccas. It was the only place in the world that they were aware of where you could find cloves and nutmeg and mace. Uh, But they loaded up two ships. As we said, only one ship managed to find its way back. Uh, It was captured by the Portuguese on the way, who were still, by the way, like hunting Magellan (laughs) years later. Um, Well, we've got good news for you guys. So that leaves one ship left, captained by this Spaniard. And even on the last leg back to Spain, even though he went by this point as fast as he could in the direction they knew about rather than trying anything novel, 20 men starved to death Mm. uh, along the Atlantic coast of Africa. Another 13 were abandoned on Cape Verde. And that's how you ended up with just 18 who arrived back home on this day. I mean, one of the fascinating things about this story is that Magellan is obviously often credited as being the person who first navigated the globe, but he only did so on a technicality because he'd made a trip from Europe to present-day Malaysia eastward via the Indian Ocean. And then he did 
this trip, which got him to the Spice Islands in the other direction. So he actually did manage to, if you link up those trips together, he did manage to get <laughs> all the way around the world. It's just that he didn't do it in a strict kind of point A to point A direction. I don't know. I mean, I walk my kids to school for 15 minutes every day. Have I done a marathon? No. <laughs> Tomorrow. Wow. And the pig was just living its life quietly. It wasn't a dissident from anything. It wasn't a dissident pig. <laughs> Ditch the ads and get a Sunday episode when you join Club Retrospectors. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.